welcome to the Wonky Gamer Podcast, episode 22. It's a Trappist. I'm Steph, and today it's actually just me and Mr. Dead. Hey, folks. Um, it's going to be a slightly shorter episode than usual, we think. We may be lying, I'm not sure. Um, but we're going to avoid sort of uh, sort of the general discussions at the end, I think, today. We're probably just going to go through some of the general news. Um, unfortunately, we don't have Ferg and Rami today, but they'll be back next time. Um, so I suppose we go on to the gaming news. Yes. So we've got the Switch. Yep. The Switch pre-purchase has begun. Yes, people can go and pay for their pre-order now so that they don't have to queue up with everybody else on the actual launch night at two o'clock, well, one o'clock in the morning. And it's a, it's a Friday morning, isn't it, actually? It's yes, it's Thursday night in into Friday morning. God. Yeah, we've been discussing, actually, just just sort of semi-off-topic, but kind of it related to it. Before we start recording, we're discussing um, Zelda, because I'm interested in getting it for the Wii U. And um, I was asking Dad about it, because he works at Game... And, um, you know, whether I should try and go into shop and order it or what I should do. And it, it's looking like it might be better just to get it online at this this point. I, I can only speak for, for the local stores, but I know the stock's quite um, tight. We've got digital copies available on the night, but uh, at the moment, if it's not pre-ordered, we, we don't have any spares. Uh, I don't know about the, the larger stores, like uh, sort of the, the larger city stores for London and places like Manchester and Birmingham. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the, we, we're still receiving stock in at the moment, so. I mean, out of interest, um, from your perspective, um, if, if you can give us it, it, this information, I don't know if it's like prying too much into a business or, or that kind of stuff, but what... What do you think has sold better so far, the Switch or copies of Zelda Wii U? Uh, I'm quite interested in this. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know that that information is not within my pay grade. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, to be honest. Um, I think. I, I mean, think if I the numbers, I think they're probably about even because there are still a lot of people who have. Um, st- uh, who have a Wii U? Uh, uh, people who aren't uh, part of the uh, early adopter crowd, the the first wave folks. Um, I mean, people like me. Yeah, people like you. Pretty much. The fir- the early adopters in the first wave um, generally tend to be kind of the the guys that look towards the new gear. So, but there are still yeah, I mean, it's uh, the it. Breath of the Wild is the last, or reportedly supposed to be the last um, f- first-hand game from Nintendo for the Wii U. So third well, third parties may still bring games out, um, but allegedly Nintendo are now uh, switching to focus on the on the Switch. I think you're right. That it does look like they're head-to-head actually, because having a look at GameSeek, which is a store. An online store in the UK. Um, their top sellers at the moment is number one, Legend of uh, Zelda: Breath of the Wild Wii U. Number two, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild Switch. But then, if you take into consideration that probably quite a few people will be getting a Switch bundled with Zelda, uh, it probably evens out. I'd say. 
Yeah. And they're probably not that far off each other either. At, at the moment, as far as I'm aware, there are no pre-built bundles, like pre-boxed, um, with like box artwork for Zelda. But I could be wrong. All I've seen is the um, the standalone console casing um, packaging. I thought that there was actually. Um... There might be some special editions. I I haven't seen those personally. So all I Maybe all I, all I've I... seen are the. Uh, the red and blue neon and um, the grey controller console and controller pack basically the solar set oh uh, yeah I'll tell you what actually some some places are selling a switch with a game yeah, so and it's... sometimes it's Zelda yeah but it's not it's not like the classic kind of box art and all that yeah. kind of stuff um, yeah so as, as far as physical copies go um, physical copies are available from from the high street retailers, um, digital copies for games on the, uh, the Nintendo Switch are uh, apparently only going to be available from Game. Right. So if you want to pick up a digital code for them, you can go into a game store and, and get one. So you can't get it from the um, Nintendo store digital copy. Uh, no, I, I imagine if you were going to pick up a digital copy at a retailer, it's going to be Game. Uh, basically. Um, I think they've got an exclusivity on it. That brings up something very interesting as well, is that um, one benefit, at least for high street stores, about the Switch is that because it has literally fuck all memory on it... (laughs) (laughs) People can... Um, SD card sales will rise. Well, I wonder about that. I wonder whether physical copies will rise, because... I've heard a lot of bad things about SD cards the, being used to run games. The, uh, currently, at the moment, there is only one game um, that is... Well, there's been one game that has been reported to be bigger than the storage cap- capacity of the 32-gig Switch. And that is Dragon Quest Heroes. Um, basically, the, the console will have a socket for its cartridges and, and uh, another socket for SD cards. Um, right. Apparently, there's been no report on the maximum limit of the SD card, um, and you can pick up a 128 gig SD card for about 20 quid. Oh, is it that cheap? I've yeah, I've seen them for 20 that's, quid. That's that's not that bad, is it? And that's not kind of your cheap knockoff. I bought 40 of them on um, eBay kind of job. This is a, yeah. a proper high street recognised brand name. That's not that bad. I mean, I've heard some dodgy stuff about trying to run games off them for long periods of time, but it I'm not sure... Should, it know, should be no, di- no different to using a USB drive. Really? Um, I think the places where people have had problems with SD cards is where they've had a cheap fake one. One of, right. one of these no-brand ones. <laughs> If they're churning them out, if they if they are able to sell them for uh, a couple of quid, you can kind of imagine the amount of stuff that they are just churning out. Quality control may yeah, or may like not the be, parts uh, will be. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, because That's interesting. Um, data storage and memory is almost like a currency in its own right. Yeah. Everybody, you always need storage. 
I mean, I think the um, I'd be very interested to see how the Switch does because I think they needed to release this console with Zelda. <laughs> they really did. Well, it needed to be released with something. Zelda yeah. is is available at launch. Um, it's just physical copies are very limited. Oh no! What I meant was, I think it's great that they're releasing it with Zelda. If you see what I mean, because I think I think they needed to release it with with a game that is literally. I mean, the if if you look at a lot of the videos and a lot of the kind of hype surrounding it, this game's people seriously think this is going to be the best open world game of all time. It's it is getting a lot of positive um, attention. People are def- definitely very interested to see what they've done with it. So it's a shame actually. Vi- I don't. Mm. Sort of in Nintendo, in Nintendo history, it's generally been we're releasing a new console. Here's a Mario game to go with it. Um, yeah. Mario Odyssey or Lost Odyssey or whatever it's called is um, it's not a launch title. It's coming soon, so pretty soon. Um, I think it's April. Right. I think oh, off the top of my head, but um, it's not a launch day title. I wonder when Mario Kart's coming out as well. Um, that's quite soon as well. Or was it... I only saw the release dates today, so I, I can't remember what they were. Yeah. Um, Although it's ju- it's kind of... I mean, I'm not that impressed by it, because isn't it just a port of um, Mario Kart 8 with some extra stuff on it? As far as I'm aware, yes, it's a deluxe version of Mario Kart 8, so it's probably, probably been um, remastered. Or made sparkly. I, I mean, to be fair, I mean Mario Kart Eight pretty much had every track ever made from Mario Kart, so it's a pretty damn good game. Yeah, it really is probably one of the best best Mario Karts done, I think. Um, and they have a few new characters as well. Um, it's always useful to add more characters in because then it gives uh, more variety. Yeah, I mean, having looked at it, there, there, there does seem to be some interesting stuff in there, actually. That, yeah. Oh. And you can get involved in multiplayer action with up to eight players battling for first place, so I'm guessing you can actually get eight people in a room and play. Yeah, well, uh, the one of the features of the Switch is uh, you can do eight-player uh, local wireless connection. Wow. So if you and seven of your friends all get get together with your Switch, you can literally put them down on the table in the pub, put the little kickstand out, and just sit there and all play Mario Kart. That is brilliant. A bit like the way that you can you can do um, local trading and stuff in Pokemon with uh, 3DS. If you're mm. if you're sat across the table from someone, you can trade backwards and forwards. You can play games with each other. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Pokemon game. It can, there's Mario games and stuff that you can pay, you can play over local wireless. God, it's like yeah, like the I, old link cable for Tetris on the original Game Boy. I mean, I I hope people pick up on what you can do with this. It uh, looks like it's going to be a very flexible and useful sort of form of entertainment. Yeah, and it's quite interesting because it, it, you, when when you think about it as well, this idea that you can do gaming in different locations. I mean, the fact you just mentioned, you know, you just go to the pub with a few friends and you pull it out, put on a kickstand, have a few beers and play it. That's that's crazy, really. I mean, that concept that you can just, you know, go to a public place and just play it is 
That's kind of cool. I've got to say. Yeah. That is kind of cool. Excellent. And I think we, we should probably move on from there. So that here's one that's probably definitely up your street, which is Lego Worlds. So what is that? Uh, Lego Worlds is um, a world builder, basically. It's a kind of Minecraft-esque, but with Lego. Um, I had a go on the uh, the early access, and you, you could tear the world apart and rebuild it. There were vehicles, um, characters to unlock... Um, Sort of mounts and all sorts of different costumes and stuff. It had a lot of potential. Um, it's now getting uh, an actual proper release for Xbox and PlayStation as well. It's quite interesting reviews as well. It's had, I mean, recent reviews are mixed, but um, overall very positive and seriously cheap at the moment. I mean, it's early access, uh, but on PC it's only eleven ninety nine, so it's that's pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, and generally positive reviews, which is pretty interesting. That's that's good. It's a very good sign. Considering it's it's been early access, it's I can see sort of where they've got the sort of there's a sort of Minecraft uh, Minecraft feel to it, but not quite. Or it, that's mm. what it was when I played it. Uh, it didn't have the redstone or the, the kind of machine side of it. Um, you see, th which is this is a Lego game. Play. You see, this is a Lego game that I actually would potentially be interested in, because um, it's more like Lego to me anyway than than a lot of the other Lego games. Like I, I'd, I'd find this a bit more interesting. Because you can kind of be a bit more creative. Yeah, it's this one is is effectively unscripted, like unlike the other yeah. games. The other games do have scripts because they that's they have a story. Um, this mm. one is, is just kind of a Lego world for you to run around and play in. Speaking of which, this is slightly off topic. Well, actually, it's not off topic. It's in topic. Did you ever play um, the Lego Island games? Lego Island games. Yeah. No. They're pretty old. They came out a long time ago, uh, when I was quite young, so probably about 15, 20 years ago. They were really fun. Um, yeah, they were they were kind of cool. But um, I was just wondering whether you'd, you'd play no, them. No, I didn't play them. Um, I think it was... I'm trying to think how old... Uh, yeah, that. I think that was before Traveller's Tales. Um... Oh yeah, did definitely. Star Wars. Was... So, kind of Star Wars was the one that kind of turned them to. They found a formula, basically. Well, I think Lego Island came out in like, oh god, I don't even know. Um, I think it came out in like late nineties, early two thousands. It's that old. Yeah, um, yeah it sounds about right. But yeah, that, that that was a lot of fun. I mean, you know, I think. Um, I think it looks quite good, Lego Worlds, to be honest. I mean, it's it, it's got the slant of Lego that maybe I'd be a bit more interested in. I think, personally, I think the stuff that I would be I would be interested that's Lego-related is something that is very Lego, and, you know, and it isn't trying to take on a theme of something else in that kind of way, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Now, that's cool. And then we've got... Uh, come on, computer. Uh... Horizon Zero Dawn. It's uh, got a hell of a lot of hype. Yes, it, it 
the tra the first trailers for it didn't really give a lot away. It was kind of it's a bit like Far Cry Primal, but with giant ro robot dinosaurs. Um, but they the later trailers have basically given it much more of a um, you're part of a tribe, and there's there's something funny about the main character because she um, seems to have access to places she shouldn't. But they haven't really given a great... There seems to be, like, tribal unrest and all sorts of stuff. Um, so there's other tribes that aren't happy about her being there. So, um, but I haven't, The reviews are, I haven't seen much, are really positive. It, it is getting very positive reviews. Um, I, I haven't seen a great deal on it, to be honest. I've been trying to avoid as many spoilers as possible. Yeah, I've been like that quite a bit with Mass Effect, really. Um, and Zelda, there, there was apparently there was a leak on Zelda, so someone's been leaking stuff on that, but I haven't, haven't really followed it because uh, there's a very interesting idea in the game that apparently your that Link is a Link from a potentially one. another game. Yeah, he's been asleep for a hundred years, and that's fascinating. I mean, I'm interested to see whether it's the Ocarina of Time Link because that would be awesome, but. I don't, you know, I don't know, but I think that, you know, there's, there's stuff like that that just sounds very interesting to find out. But yeah, no, I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a lot of positive reviews. I mean, I was, a, I've been pretty sceptical about this game, to be honest. Um, this is one I, I'm more likely to wait and see on. Yeah, I, th I think it is going to be in the running for, like, sort of game of the year kind of stuff. It looks like it's got a very good storyline. It, it looks yeah. like it clearly has a storyline. Um, so. Which a lot of games don't nowadays. No, no. Unfortunately. Yeah. Certain spacefaring um. games shall not be mentioned. <laughs> Actually, Ferg's not here, like. So, so there won't be someone having a breakdown about No Man's Sky. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, not much story. No. Spider Man 4. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to Spider-Man 4. Um, unfortunately, it's a PlayStation exclusive, but um, not for very long, I'm guessing. I'm uh, I think it's a Sony exclusive because Sony and the character. I think it's some. Oh, right. I think it might be tied, possibly to the whole Sony lending Spider-Man to Marvel, but Sony get the exclusivity on. I don't know some, probably some kind of crap like that. Right. Um, but it looks the the trailer that I saw for it looks stunning. Yeah, and the older games were were apparently very good. I, I thoroughly um, enjoyed the earlier games. Um, even the the cheesy narrating by um, <laughs> the guy from Evil Dead. See, I haven't got to play them. I've sort of the the reviews sort of put me off, but they're very mixed reviews. Like. Very much, some people love them, and some people find them a bit like the scenery a bit bland and dull. But I'm, I'm, I, I just don't. I've been very torn with whether to give it a bash or not. I, th I think they've gone for sort of photorealistic, almost world building. Yeah. Um. The well, at least in the formation video, it it looks like I say, it looks absolutely stunning. I've heard. It, the, the, is this based off um, the new Spider-Man that's coming out, uh, Spider-Man Home? Yes, I think it is. It's uh, tied to that storyline because it's sure. it's the new Spider-Man from it's Marvel Spider-Man not Sony Spider-Man 
crazy how many Spider-Men we've had already. Yeah, yeah, we've had several Spider-Men um, because Sony keep rebooting things. <laughs> I actually quite liked both of Sony's Spider-Man se- uh, film series. Yeah, I I enjoyed watching them. Um, I just wish they'd stop rebooting it because it's it's kind of like Batman. You know, you keep telling us the same story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Continue the story. Um, we all know he got bitten by a spider. And also, like, there's not necessarily anything wrong about changing actor and just you know going along well, with it. Really, I mean. If they've got any sense, they'll start doing th- what they did with uh, films like Lord of the Rings and stuff and back-to-backing them. Um, because yeah. then there's, there's not much of a con- continuity error. Um, the trouble is finding... They need to find an actor much like uh, Hugh Jackman who who mm. has been Wolverine for what, seven films. Uh, they need an actor like uh, Robert Downey Gosh. Jr., Robert Downey Jr. is yeah. Iron Man. He said he would play Iron Man for as long as there is an Iron Man. Brilliant. So, they, they it's it's like uh, the Doctor Who character uh, actors as well. It's like find someone who wants to be that character. There's there's probably lots yeah, of yeah pe- who has an emotional attachment. Yeah, to there's it. probably lots of people out there who want who, you know I want to be the Doctor. You find. Find yeah. someone with that mindset. I want to be Spider-Man, and, and that way it saves rebooting it every fifteen seconds. Speaking of which, Logan looks really good, but we're probably really moving into uh, <laughs> into film. Um, <laughs> but that's got massively good reviews as well. Actually, as a film, yes, um, it's also going to be the last time that Patrick Stewart plays uh, Professor X. I heard he was going to do another film. Mm, I With I heard he was retiring. Maybe maybe the really? next one's the last one then. But um, yeah, I, I definitely saw something about his more. retirement. Well, I think they're going to have to reboot X Men. Uh, like, well, I suppose they kind of have done a reboot in mm, a way. They kind of need to reboot it because it kind of exists in a universe separate to the other Marvel characters. Yeah, yeah. So which is a bit of a shame. It kind of needs to be rebooted if they want to do the the X Men Marvel character crossovers. I kind of like X Men just being X Men personally, but that's that is just me. I I'm not as keen on Avengers. Well, what I want to see is I want to see a Deadpool movie with. Um, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Has he? T- I think he's been in talks about that. Interestingly, that would that's that's possibly the you know the version. That's what I want to see. That would be funny because I think Hugh Jackman's good friends with the director of uh, Deadpool as well. He's probably so. good friends with um, Brian Fuller. Is it? Uh, no, the actor. Yeah. Um, I've oh. Ryan. No, not Ryan. Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. No, um, yeah. because he was yeah. uh, Ryan Reynolds was in uh, X Men uh, Wolverine Origins, X Men Origins Wolverine. Sorry, uh... he was Deadpool in that. Oh, was he? Yes. The uh, the Deadpool character was. They make jokes about it in the Deadpool film. 
But Ryan Reynolds oh, played right. Deadpool in X Men Origins. Wolf, uh, sorry, Wolverine X Men Origins, and it wasn't the best portrayal. So that's why he <laughs> want he wanted to do the Deadpool movie in the first place. He wanted to do a proper Deadpool movie. And, oh, brilliant! Um, the condition was that he had to do the Green Lantern. They said, "We'll let you make we'll right. let you make Deadpool, but you have to be Green Lantern first. That's why we got that shocking dead, uh, Green Lantern film because he wanted to make Deadpool, and the only way he could do it was to be Green Lantern first. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, that's the story that I heard, but it amuses me. Wow! Right back to games. Mass yep. Effect. Um, there's some really cool news on this. Um, so, because I was a lot of people getting really worried about Mass Effect Andromeda because there's not been that much information out until the last week or so and it's all kind of been a bit vague um, a lot of the videos were okay but they didn't really give much away and I think people are kind of feeling well it's, it's coming out in March you know why are they not kind of hyping this up what's going I, on you know is there a problem I've not heard of any problems um, but most of the information I've seen has been stupid stuff like which of your crewmates would you date in game and it's like it's really important stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's story-changing. Well, it probably is story-changing, no Mass Effect, but... Um, yeah. I, I don't I mean, care. I don't want a character, a game <laughs> where I have to be in a relationship with one of the main characters. It's just like, well, no, I don't... I love that shit, man. I'm so, I'm so polar opposite to you in some games. I don't know. I think that was yeah, something, I, about, I there was something about the first... Mass Effect, which just didn't, I just seemed to go on and on and on and didn't get very interesting. I'm, I probably stopped too early. Mm, I I mean, I I think that's what I find interesting about Mass Effect. People like different, um, different ones of the games. I mean, I actually felt Mass Effect 1 was the worst and Ferg, if he was here, would probably I don't know, rip my eyeballs out or something. Um, for that, probably. I mean, I actually preferred the darker element of the second one, and I haven't finished the third one yet. But I have been, I'm about, I don't know, quite a lot of hours into it um, to try and finish it, and I'm still enjoying it. I haven't got to the end, and I'm sure the end is as shit as everyone <laughs> says it is. But um, again, I don't really hate Bioware for the fact that they spent ten years on a game series. And all the games interlinked, and they had to manage several different parallel universes worth of conversations where players went different paths. Yeah. And they didn't perhaps pull it off in the best way. I mean, there's no developer has done that kind of thing to this extent before. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Multi threading a story is not, not particularly easy. It has to be scripted, and you have to have all the. The cues yeah. and links. It's a very, very complicated flowchart um, of events that you have to string together. And I, and I think the thing is, as well, I mean, it's very difficult with games because I think, certainly with BioWare, if you played their games for years from Baldur's Gate all the way up to stuff now, they've probably lost a lot of people along the way and gained a lot of people along the way because the problem is, is yeah, you play Baldur's Gate, the game's incredibly complicated, it's got some amazing things you can do, it's very deep the combat's very deep you know, yes 
Is the combat incredibly dumbed down in more future stuff that Bioware's done? Yes. Are the games more successful and gain a lot more money and Bioware are much more successful financially? Yes, because they're appealing to a greater audience and they've poured more work into story and character relationships and that kind of stuff as opposed to gameplay in the way that they used to do it. You know, I mean, it, it it's the way things work and I, I try not to get too hung up about the fact that things change, you know. I mean, back when I was playing Baldur's Gate, you know, when I was 10, 11 years old, gaming was not cool, you know. It wasn't it was, acceptable yeah, it was, uh... to tell someone that you were playing computer games. So it's very, it was very niche back then. Um, you know, and it, you, you know, game studios aren't really catering towards niche audiences anymore, unless you look at Kickstarter games. <laughs> like that's the way it is. Yeah, the the mainstream has got um, formulas. They well, Call of Duty that worked last year. We'll do it again. Um, yeah. There are doesn't uh, ever doesn't seem to be flailing at no, all either. Call no, of Duty. it's it's one of those titles. Even though uh, Infinite Warfare got like what was it five million dislikes? Was it, well over five million. Um, everyone still oh, went, yeah, everyone video. still went out and bought it. And again, though, it's 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 the age thing as well. I mean, let's face it. There's always going to be a lot of younger players just getting into gaming. They play a shooter like Call of Duty. Think, wow, this is amazing. I've never seen this before. Um, and there's always a new, younger generation coming through playing these games. And, you know, yeah, a lot of us have grown out of it, and we, we're looking for different games, but, you know, there's still that audience. That audience will never go away. Yeah. Like, the, well, same with League of Legends. I got bored of that after playing it for years and years and years, but there were still people that were only just going to discover it and hammer shitloads of their life into it, like I did, because... It's what happens, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Well, it's games, games like but Overwatch, th- um, yeah. uh, Gears of War Four, and uh, Call of Duty to an extent. They've all um, got a place in the esports e- scene as well. Um, there's regular yeah. competitions for Call of Duty, and uh, Microsoft are working up the uh, the Gears of War side of it as well. I think you know that's that's. I mean, esports going to become a really big thing. It's, I mean, one one thing I will huge huge market. Um, it's it's set to be absolutely massive. Yeah, what was it? it was, um, new report indicates esports market to reach six hundred ninety six million dollars in revenue this year, according to Appy Gamer. Uh, it's pretty big. That's a lot of money. It's <laughs> a lot of money. It's an awful lot of money. I mean, you know, it, it is interesting how sport is changing and how people view sport. Um, I mean, it's quite interesting, actually. Esports, to me, actually is fascinating because it represents, um, in some ways, because it's quite a niche thing, even though it's very, very successful. It's become very big with younger people, but it's quite interesting because esports, to me, reminds me of when I was younger playing computer games, which is quite a niche yeah. thing, but a lot of people played them, but it was kind of not socially acceptable. And I think... Esports, give it 10, 20 years, and you'll switch on the TV. And you know, I mean, they've already done it, I think, with Counter Strike. But you'll you'll switch on the TV, and it will be on on television. A, it will be, a be an esports thing. channel. Yeah. Um, 
and it, and it will be popular and successful. Like I mean, it's it's just the way it's going. Yep. Um, and and with it, people think well, it's just people playing a computer game. Um, but uh, if you look, I think I've got a sneaking suspicion. Didn't chess used to be an Olympic sport? Uh, I think there was. It might have been actually. I think there was a lot of controversy over. Yeah, chess. I'm pretty sure that in the original Greek Olympics, um, it was an Olympic sport. Uh, it was basically because mm. um, the Olympics was basically a test of mind and body, wasn't it? So chess was an option. Um, I think I think part of the problem with esports at the moment is that there aren't people in positions of power within those areas of society who perhaps play the games that are esports and therefore have an understanding of what's going on. Because I can I can pull up a stream of League of Legends and I can show it to someone who's never watched League of Legends and they they'll say, Why the hell are you watching this? I don't understand what's going on, it's a load of flashing colours. There's nothing skillful about it. It's just a stupid computer game. Thing is, if you played it for a long time and you watch the same thing, you're going, "Wow, they did this here. Well, they knew to counteract that at this point." My this counter argument clever, would be, like, "Do you like football?" Yes. I hate football. No, no. To the person that says, <laughs> uh, "Why mm. are you watching them play a game? Why aren't you actually playing it?" Well, do you like football? Well, usually the answer will most likely be yes, or do you yeah. like watching football? Yeah. Yes. Why aren't you playing it? <laughs> You're doing exactly the I same mean, it thing. Is, yeah. It's just I've re replaced the football with a video game. And I'll tell you what, I feel very bad for the pros as well because I kind of feel, if you actually look at how hard these people work yeah. and how much time they invest into it, to kind of get shit-talked all the time about the fact that they're playing a computer game for a living and how it's such a DOS... It's... Is is a total fallacy. I mean, these guys, they have personal trainers. They do gaming 14 to 16 hours a day. Some of them, especially in Korea, aren't even allowed girlfriends. Like, they, they, they have to give up a lot of things to do this and to be successful and to be top of their field. Yeah. And, um, it's, you know, and, and I, I know people who are... I've got a friend who's in Master Tier in League of Legends. The guy's just absolutely amazing at the game. Absolutely amazing. But to actually, you know, like, it has a natural affinity for it. Yeah. You know, which some people do. And it's very interesting. But what I'll do as well, if we just go back to Mass Effects, I was going to say one thing about that that's quite interesting. Um, so I was kind of building up towards this point in that Mass Effect, you know, people have been a bit worried about it all this kind of stuff. Um, what's very interesting, and to me, shows a big kind of show of like, nah, we're pretty damn confident in this game, actually, is that on the 16th of March, uh, the release date, I think, is on the 20, 21st or 22nd or 23rd in the UK. I'm not sure which. Um, but there, on the 16th of March, you can play 10, hour, you can play 10 hours of the new Mass Effect Um as a demo, basically, but you can just play ten hours, whatever you want, the multiplayer, the single player, if you're if you have EA access. Um, and to me, that's quite confident for them, you know, for Bioware to come out and say, look, play our game for ten hours, for three ninety nine, basically, for EA access. 
In fact, you don't even have to do that because you can get seven days free trial and cancel it, so you can do it for free. That's pretty confident, in my opinion. Ten hours of a, a game, you know, a Bioware game. It's, yeah. Seems pretty positive. It's it's definitely a good way because it gives people a chance to see what the game is about um, in a, in a time-limited environment. And the recent... Um, a lot of the press got th- about three or four hours time game time on it recently. Yeah. Um, everything's incredibly positive, uh, especially about the uh, story mechanics, the fact that you know characters are talking a lot of the time in between doing things or talking to each other, not necessarily you when you're walking around. Or they seem to have added a lot of layers to to the story and to the the characters, and it's quite it does seem quite interesting, really, what they're doing here. I've so yeah, it's looking good. I've, I've unfortunately not seen that much into Mass Effect, so. Yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends if that type of game's your bag or not, as well. I mean, for me, like a new Bioware game, I pretty much, whenever Bioware release a game, I'll play the hell out of it, and I'll enjoy it. Some are better than others, some are worse than others, but they're all pretty good, in my opinion. There's nothing for me that kind of beats them in that area. They're always good at making those type of games, even the bad ones. There's probably been a few of them. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, I always find it weird because I always tend to like the ones people hate. Like, I actually thought Dragon Age 2 had an absolutely brilliant story that was based around one city and you had it really developed character relationships and the story and it was set over ten years in one place. Unfortunately, they regurgitated the same uh, environments and people really hated that. So, um, that's why that wasn't too popular. But, right. Yeah. But anyway, we should probably move on. Um, Elite Dangerous is a very odd one. Yes. Elite Dangerous. Um, their computer algorithm has predicted a star system about 39 light years away from Earth with seven planets around it. And NASA has recently discovered about 39 and a half light years away there is a little brown dwarf star with seven <laughs> potentially Earth sized planets. So, Holy their, their algorithm has predicted real life, um, which is slightly creepy. creepy and weird and odd, and the world's biggest coincidence um, that it it happened to be programmed in such a way that it uses relative mass and <laughs> has predicted an actual star system. It's mental, isn't it? I mean, they, 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 they've worked this out recently, haven't they? And they've, um, they they say they've only got to make a couple of tweaks to it, like minor tweaks, like probably uh, gas content and stuff like that on planets. Um, but besides that, all they've got to do is rename it, which uh, they are apparently going to do, and it's going to be out in the next in one of the next uh, patch contents. Question is, are we in the Matrix? Is the is the universe just a computer program? I don't know. You're probably better off asking Mr. Anderson. Are we living in Elite Dangerous? Our frontier developments are overlords. Who knows? Watch this space. If we are, where's my bloody ship? Exactly. God damn it! Where are the ships? And actually, apparently, it would only take 
If we could travel at light speed, it would only take 40 years to get there. Yeah, if we could only travel at Which light speed. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, might have to wait yeah. a while. But you never know. Maybe I'll, I might get myself cryogenically frozen so I can go do or that. Or just your head in a jar. Yeah. I'll be like one of those characters off um, Future yeah. Armor. Excellent. Or that creepy character out of uh, Mars Attack. Yeah, yeah, the creepy head in the jar. On a dog's body, wasn't it? Is that right? Uh, possibly. I can't remember. Excellent. Ah, Shadows of War. This is an interesting rumor. Shadows of War. Well, back there was a game. I think it came out in 2014 called Shadows of Mordor, which was a uh, kind of open-worldy kind of what, what would you call it? Like a kind of uh, role-play. Uh, sort of a yeah, sort of a role-playing game. It's it basically um, it's a Lord of the Rings spin-off. So it's that kind of uh, yeah, swords and fantasy, Tolkien environment. And it had some really cool um, mechanics. So it had this uh, system called the Nemesis system, which surprisingly hasn't been copied yet, which is weird because it's actually in a really cool, engaging system where so you have to fight these like uh, orcs and creatures and stuff, and um, they kind of have a whole ranking order, and if one of them actually gets you and kills you and messes you up, he gets promoted, and then you kind of end up having this like Nemesis, and if you keep messing up, he gets stronger and stronger, and he becomes a major problem. And it really personalizes the experience of like, God damn it, I hate that orc. It's supposed to be a blinding He's system. Back again. I've not had a chance to play it myself. Um, I highly recommend. Yeah, it. I need to get some time in on that one because it the the nemesis system does sound uh, very appealing instead of just battling yeah. the same things over and over again. I actually really want to reinstall it, actually, because it's a really fun mechanic. Very, very fun. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, apparently they might be releasing... It sounds like they're releasing a sequel called Shadows of War in August this year, which is a bit random. Um, it's I, I think it's an accidental... Um, sort of slip, yeah. Um... Is it Shadows of War? Yeah, Shadows of War. Um, although there is a game called Shadows of War already coming out. Wait a minute, I better double check that. Oh! Lies. Slander. No, it is... Oh no, Shadow of War. Shadow of War, apparently. So we were pretty close. There's a 2D game also called Shadows of ah, War. Right. So... That's why I was getting slightly confused. Um, yeah, well, that I mean, that that looks quite interesting, to be honest. It could be quite good. Um, so to sort of watch his space on that one, but it'd probably be quite successful because the the first one was actually pretty damn popular, I think, back in the day. It was. It was quite a popular game. I just haven't got around to playing it. And let's go on to games we are looking forward to. Hmm. I don't know you're looking forward to, Dad? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Spider-Man. That's most... It's kind of main, the two main ones I'm looking forward to at the moment. 
Um, Are you going to get Horizon Zero Dawn when it releases? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I I think I want to play it, but um, I'm not sure. Depends on if See, I can I've afford got two it. That basically. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to be playing Mass Effect and Zelda this month. When yeah, there's out. quite a few bits I want to pick um, up. There's some uh, Lego sets that are available that I'm after. It's quite a good month, actually, March, it's to be busy, honest, for games. Uh, March has been quite busy all, all over. It's unbelievable, really. There's there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, I, I'm very interested to see how the Switch goes and things. Um, I don't think I don't think there's much I can, more I can really say on Mass Effect. I mean, Zelda... It looks really good. I mean, I don't. I can't really say much more than that. I mean, I kind of need to play it before yeah. before I can really comment on it. But um, me and Rami are gonna. I, I can't record it because I don't have a capture card. But I think me and Rami are gonna play it next. Well, the day it comes, the day after it comes out, um, from the beginning, and see how far we get, sort of over the evening and 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 all of that, so we can actually report back at the next podcast about what we what we found out yeah. about it. Um, I suppose reviews as well. Have a look at. Um, you've been playing a bit of Minecraft, haven't you, lately? Yeah, I've been playing around with the the, the new uh, snapshot. Got a few projects on the go. Um, been working with uh, U, uh UHC blocks, which is basically a, a PVP system. And how do they work? Uh, it's basically a command blocked installed um, game mode. So it's basically um, a team based uh, PvP competition where everyone starts off with nothing and has to play through to get uh, geared up so that they can better kill their foes. <laughs> so aren't, there isn't anyone trolling around, like running around just like slapping people to uh, death when they're not looking? People are getting snuck up on and killed quite regularly. <laughs> um, which is quite amusing to watch in Spectator because effectively you have to keep quiet because it'd be cheating otherwise. But it's like... Oh, that's an interesting point. Didn't someone make um, a Pokemon game inside of um, uh, Minecraft? Uh, there is Pixelmon, which is basically Pokemon in Minecraft. So you play Minecraft like it's a Pokemon game. But Minecraft as well. Yeah. Oh, that's it, Pixelmon. That did that come out quite recently? Uh, no, it's been around for quite a while. It just keeps getting up updates Cause... and revisions because ah, uh, usually when a patch happens, uh, mods and updates and stuff have to be reworked to make them work again. Yeah, because I it's been it's I think it was recently published in like uh, some bigger sites. They, they were sort of hyping it as well. Yeah, it's effect, obviously got got quite it, good. You can run around and point. effectively play Pokemon in or a Pokemon-like game in Minecraft, which means you've basically got an infinite world of Pokemon. <laughs> That's amazing. That is very very cool. There are some really really cool mods um, out there, um, but in the inverse side, there's some rubbish, and then there's some stuff that you just shouldn't really touch at all. 
Well, it's interesting because there's a couple of games in history that I've seen as massive game changers for community content. And you're looking at, I'd say Half-Life was massive. Um, Minecraft, obviously. And you've got games like Armour Armor yeah. 2, um, which spawned the likes of Daisy and all sorts of stuff as well. But it's it's amazing what communities can do um, and what can come from, from, you know, someone sitting behind a screen and just you know, one guy's brain leads to this massive success story. Oh, it's like story. all the Fallout mods as well. And the Skyrim. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a there's that, um, what's it called, ne- Nerim or something? It's like a whole conversion of, of Skyrim to this new game, which is apparently very good. Okay. I've not... Um, still not played the first Skyrim, or regular Skyrim. No, no you not. Do you like Elder Scrolls games? Uh, I like running around and hacking and slashing things and magic and stuff like that, but I've just not got around to playing it. Well, it's it's really good. Same as um, The Witcher 3. Witcher 3... I I mean, I've played that. I'd, it's a game that I'd love to spend a lot more time into, but I I just... I can't really get it, like, the, the theme. I, I just don't really like it, but... I like what they've done. Like, I, it's like when you hear a band. A good example is Queen, right? I don't. I kind of hate listening to Queen as a band, but they're incredibly, incredibly talented songwriters and have made some amazingly popular and technically brilliant yeah. music. But I just don't like Queen. I just don't th- don't like the sound of it. Uh, I'm the same with the like, Beatles. Can't stand them. Really? Oh my god! Wow, I I love the Beatles. Sorry. Love the Beatles. It's it's yeah. a weird one, isn't it? Whereas I lo- I quite like Queen. So yeah, horses are ah, sweet. I mean, I've I played a couple of games uh, this month. Obviously, played a bit of Euro Truck Simulator mm. too. Um, I tend to only play that when I'm like hanging around on Skype, not doing anything, to be honest, and it's a bit... I, I am so going to buy a copy of um, Roadside Assistance Simulator and send it to you. <laughs> so you've got it, just in case your truck Fuck breaks it. down, you can then switch over and go and help your truck out, you know. i tell you what, I was eyeing up one called Construction Simulator. There is one simulator. called Construction Simulator, uh, Demolition Simulator, Fireworks sim- Display Simulator. Uh, there's a firework road, road really, simulator. Um, I think there's a dustbin lorry. There's a road yeah, sweeper one of those simulator. Little road sweeper uh, carts. You get to drive one of those around and put the brushes down and sweep the chewing gum off the floor and stuff. <laughs> there, there's well, a simulator for everything, mate. Yeah. Helicopter. There's I like mean, I, a, uh, rescue helicopter simulators and. The thing is, I couldn't. I couldn't sit down and play Euro Truck Simulator two. Without doing something else, I'd be bored out of my bloody brains. Like, I only really play it because it's something I can play while doing something else and kind of progressing. It's a bit weird. It's like playing an MMO. It's like playing most Eve people really. Without the danger. yeah, I mean, most people. Yeah, well, cause to be honest, I think a lot of people really dislike playing MMOs, but they have to grind, so they yeah. do it. Like, yeah. It's weird, but um, enough about simulators. I've I've been playing um, a game called Alpha Protocol uh, now that I got my PC fixed. Uh, I don't know if you ever played it. Did you ever play uh, it? Not that I can recall. 
Well, this was made by uh, a company called Obsidian. Uh, they were an offshoot of Bioware, essentially. Bioware and Obsidian were both, I think, originally part of a group called Black Isle Studios, who made Baldur's Gate. Obsidian also made Knights of the Old Republic yeah, 2. Um, oh, and they made Fallout New Vegas as well. That's why they um, And they... Um, they made this game, it was their own IP called uh, Alpha Protocol, which is basically slightly similar to Mass Effect, uh, but it's about a secret agent, and it's pretty good, yeah, actually. I'm it was, pretty sure I've seen it, the, uh, the 360 box for it. Yeah, I'd highly recommend playing actually. It's, it's a bit of a hidden gem. I think PC Gamer wrote about it recently, um, saying, you know, people should actually play this because it's quite good. Yeah, it has its problems, but it, it is, it's a good game. Um, yeah, I've been playing that. It's been a lot of fun. I've been playing some newer stuff as well. Uh, a game called Tyranny. Um, is that by Obsidian as well? Actually, uh, I better check that. It may well be. Steph, sponsored by Obsidian. Yeah, it's looking like. Uh, oh God, where does it say who made it? It's made by the same guys that did Pillars of Eternity. Yes, developer Obsidian Entertainment. So yes, it's also made by Obsidian. Uh, bit of a theme going on here. It's it's a really cool game. It's an isometric game, really similar to the kind of Baldur's Gate games, except in this world, um, the bad guys have won. You're kind of one of the high-ups with the bad guys. You've kind of helped forge the path of destroying the good people's land or yeah. whatever. And you basically roaming around uh, being a bad guy uh, and it's kind of your choice how you you do what you need to do really so it's a bit of a weird a weird game from that perspective but it's been really fun actually so far it's it's kind of obsidian have always had a bit of a darker edge than bioware which i've always preferred um so yeah i've been playing that and i had one more what was that uh oh carmageddon max damage uh if you play Carmageddon, which you I may well have, think I uh, played one of the earlier ones. Yeah, they, it was really big. I think late nineties, early two thousands. It it's a bit of fun. You drive around in a car, trash the hell out of other cars, and sort of win the game. Really, I don't really play it for racing. I play it more to just win by destroying all the other cars. Um, it's it's fun. It's a fun game. I mean it. it you need a really good computer to run it, unfortunately, because it's badly optimized. And the game before that they released was slated as being horribly buggy, didn't work, was a pile of crap. And they actually gave away this version free, basically, to everyone. Um, and it's great; it's a lot of fun, actually. So they've sort of made up for it, I think. Um, but yeah, that's that's Carmageddon. So let's go to. Well, not PlayStation Plus, because there's no real information about sort of March yet. Um, but Xbox Live, there's some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, there is Evolve, um, which wanted to be Left for Dead for the Xbox One, but wasn't quite. Ex- it didn't quite happen that way. Um, you play. It's four on one, so it's a five player game, technically. You have one player playing. Mm an alien beastie and four players playing hunters trying to capture him or kill him 
Um, the mechanic for it is it's quite a unique mechanic. The the monster gets stronger and develops immunities to attacks um, as it evolves. <laughs> so if you if your team spend all their time pouring all of their ammunition into its head, it will evolve into an armored headed. Um, it'll just de ev develop armor on its head. The headshots will be uh, next to useless. Would you say it's definitely worth checking um, out? Especially. I've not had a chance. I've not. I've never had a chance to play that myself. Um, so it it could be amusing if you've got a group of friends that want to have some fun. And like you said, it's it's free. I mean, I. It's a free game. I mean, I know a few people that have that played it for a bit, and they really enjoyed yeah. it. I think. Um, I think there's some dodgy things about DLC and the content that you got, and how much they were charging for stuff. I mean, I have no idea what the situation is now because Evolve came out like a year it, ago. It, or it two came years out ago. quite a while ago. Yeah, um, but I, I think it is quite a bit of fun, especially if it's free. Um, and the other one uh, as well that's coming out is Layers of Fear. Uh, it's a horror which... title, so you can scare yourself senseless with it. I've not seen much on that one. Um, I sneak in suspicion it was already I... on the PlayStation. It was, yeah. I think it was a free game on the PlayStation. I mean, I think I originally bought it, actually, because I've done a Let's Play on it. I'm, I think it might actually be on the YouTube, but don't quote me on that. Um, it's a lot of fun, actually. I mean, it's, it's sort of... I think it's in five chapters, and it's... Yeah, it's okay. It's it's a lot of fun. You know, it is what it is, really. It's kind of a short, fairly short kind of horror game that has some really cool kind of jump scares, and I I found it was really good, really. Well, uh, and I cannot check our YouTube, because it looks like it's... Ah, there we go. Sorry, carry on. Uh, it's definitely one I'm going to be taking a look at um, once it becomes available. I, uh, I definitely recommend it. Definitely recommend it. Um, what else? Uh, then we've got. That's probably it for the. Oh yeah, no, we got the Xbox 360 ones, haven't we? Uh, the Xbox 360 titles are um, Borderlands 2. So everyone mm. can have fun hunting for vaults again. And uh, the other one was. Uh, sorry, it's escaping me. Uh, the other one was Heavy Weapon, which I'm not entirely sure what that's about at all. Um, <laughs> but it's free, so I'll probably get it anyway. Excellent. Uh, yeah, it looks like a, a, a weird one. What is that? Heavy yeah. Weapon? After. And I suppose that's, that's sort of the main stuff. I mean. I don't know, is there anything else that sort of perks your interest this month? Uh, or anything else you're looking forward I've to? I've seen something, uh, it's called Graveyard Keeper. Um, oh yeah. It's by Lazy Bear Games, and um, you play a graveyard keeper, and it, you have to keep your graveyard, it's basically a, a management sim effectively, manage a graveyard. Um, but there's uh, dungeons and stuff that you can go and find. Um, it looks like you have to keep the inhabitants of the graveyard in their graves. 
Um, it's set in a fantasy <laughs> environment, so uh, the trailer basically shows a hero on a horse walking down the road that gets hit, killed by a boulder. And then... Oh yeah, I did uh, watch uh, that. So takes away, I would assume, his everlasting soul and takes it to a graveyard. And then that's the end <laughs> of the trailer, but it looks mildly amusing. It looks kind of like um, a graveyard version of something like uh, Theme Park. Mm. But cool. I, I'm assuming yeah, no, that, it is that going look to quite... be on Xbox and possibly PC because it looks like uh, a D-pad and the X button is being used in this. So Right. So I, I would hazard a guess and say probably Xbox. Um, most likely a Steam game with Windows uh, with an Xbox controller. Uh, it, it's yeah. not available yet. It doesn't look like it's going to be available until uh, when did where was it? Where I saw a date. I think it's later this year. But it's way off yet. I have got uh, one game. Will be that released be this summer. The... There will be an alpha test. That's all there is. Well. But it looks amusing. I have got one game that you will be slightly salty about not getting, actually. What? What? Detroit Become be, uh, become Human. I think that is only PS4. It is but only PS4. It's one of the three titles that even remotely make me want to turn the PS4 on. Have you, got, have you actually got, got access one? to one, yeah. Ah. So would, would you potentially get it? Uh, th those three titles are games that I will potentially be getting. Yeah. Mainly because I won't be able to get them anywhere else. Yeah, I mean that's. That, I mean Sony does have a couple of good, like uh, David Cage, who makes he's making Detroit being become human. He did. Um, he did Heavy yeah. Rain, which was a great game. Um, he did another game that wasn't so great. Uh, God, what it's called now. It was sort of in between these two. But he's he's a really good writer, actually. I've I've never been kind Maybe of as two souls was sort of. One. That was it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've ne I don't think I've ever been so um kind of. I don't know, kind of like thrown into a game in the same way as Heavy Rain. I mean, I literally just it's one of the few times I picked up a game and just played it from start to yeah. finish. I've had a few games like that, um, like Assassin's Creed, Black Flag. Um, that was a very good game, actually. Yeah, I I couldn't put that one down. I finished that one off completely. Um, I always find Assassin's Creed interesting, because I, I, I kind of... I, um, I, I generally don't like Assassin's Creed. Um, I kind of like the fact that it had a bit of an overarching story in the old games, and they kind of threw that away. And uh, I... Like them post, well, basically, uh, yeah, post Desmond. As soon as he died, the games improved no end. Um, <laughs> I, his storyline was. I understand what his storyline was about, and the way they did it was annoying. It was okay, yes. so you can travel back in history and see your ancestors' memories. Effectively, you can time travel that way to see the, uh, to see another story. And you spent ten minutes, maybe, in that time zone, and then you got pulled back to walk around a bunker looking for a post-it note hidden behind a 
mirror. And it's like <laughs> this it breaks up the flow of the game. It I'm being pulled out every five minutes with Black Flag. Yeah, you, I you are you still work it's still the same company. They now have minions to do their work for them, so they get you to play a video game effectively, which is based on the genetic memory of some one of the assassins from uh, or the ancestry of one of the assassins you get pulled out of the the history portion of the game so the actual game part of it to be at the head office mm. three times that I remember you can come out at any point you yeah. choose you want to um, but being forced out of the game it, only, it was only like three or four times maybe max which I've, I found see it worked better for the way that I like playing games. And I don't I don't disagree with you. I mean I think I think they handled Desmond really poorly. I think I think what I didn't like about the change was that I kind of felt that there was no longer an overarching story in the same mm. way. There's um, still the the company is still after the artifact. Um Yeah. And the thing you, is the You don't have the same the Assassin's Creed universe is spread out um beyond the format it started off is now a lot of the extra lore and stuff can be found through Ubisoft websites for it. Mm. So there's a whole, um, uh, I think it's called the Initiates program, where you are effectively an initiate assassin and you have to basically piece together bits of information which flesh out the world. Right. So there, there isn't still you an overarching story, it's just they, they have employees in cubicles doing the work for them. I'll tell you what I don't understand. Like, why could you not just make, like, take advantage of the fact you've got... Like, I think they could have done Desmond really well, actually. I think what they could have done... You know, this guy is, like, going into his memories, he's playing as an assassin, he's picking up all these skills. Why the hell is he not jumping around buildings in the middle of futuristic London? You know, like in between if, if he has to go back to the, the, the real world. Like, that would make for an interesting um, aspect to the game, you know, or you could have him in the same city, but, you know, in the yeah. future, you know, that would be kind of cool. Like, why did they not... I mean, I suppose you've got to then rebuild the whole map and blah, 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 but that's... Why did they not do that? Like, that probably would have solved the problem. Because you kind of be excited to come out of the machine to try that out for a it's, bit. It's entirely possible where they're heading. I mean, if they did that in the first game, they could have set up a, a dual storyline arc and basically have the same character, mm. the same Desmond character, dropping in, into different time zones. Um, yeah. But there is the whole sort of new character learning his skills as the tutorial. That's kind of... Um, well, it. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do because they're they're taking a year off, haven't they, from releasing one mm -hmm. every year? And they it sounds like they're going to set this new one in ancient Egypt. Um, so I don't really know what they're going to whether they're just going to reboot it. I mean, I think they probably tried to get the film to kind of generate some interest in it again and try and reboot it a little bit. So whether they sort of go go back and and give it another stab. I don't know, sort of from a new, you know, no, you know, nice and fresh, yeah. really. But who knows? I don't know. It, I mean, it's a weird series. They, they, the franchise has a lot of potential. 
There's a lot of different time periods yes. that they can go to, and certain ones that they are distinctly avoiding. Um, I have a feeling they've said that they're not going to do the World Wars because it's yeah. there's too much stuff there that doesn't need to have that doesn't need playing with. That's a piece of history yeah. that they're going to leave yeah. alone. That it doesn't need an alternative version. I mean, it's it's a weird series. I mean, the the, the games I probably enjoyed most, to be fair, were actually my favourite game was probably the uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue, which was essentially Black Part Flag, two. but with yeah, and it was really cool. Uh, I mean, I really liked the pirate ship aspect. It was very very uh, cool. Yeah. Um, the the naval mechanics in it are pretty good. Uh, well, they're awesome in Black Flag. Um, yeah. Softer. I mean, Rogue was pretty much the same, the same game, but with a different story. And it was it was it, I felt the story was even yeah. better. Um, what's interesting is that Ubisoft have got a game coming up pretty soon, which um, looks to me like a cartoon version of the mechanics of uh, Black Flag. But in a multiplayer oh. environment, so it's called Sea of Thieves. Um, you play That's pirates it. in it. You, it's uh, multiplayer online, so you will come across other boats crewed by other players. Um, it's not just you can. I think you can solo crew a ship, but it's not as easy as having other people to do it with you. So you can. Uh, the idea is it's a, uh, like a, a team-based game where you get a group of mates together and you just sail around and blow each other out the water. <coughs> live the life of a pirate uh, but it's got interesting mechanics like if you get annoyed with your friend you can just leave him on a little island and sail away and <laughs> leave him there I mean there's so much you could do with a, a pirate game um, like the, uh, there's a really good old game called uh, Sid Meier's Pirates which was a wonderful little game that I think they remastered once or twice Um but it's amazing. It's 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 one area that they haven't really. I don't feel there's been enough in gaming done because the idea that you can just you could do an awesome RPG just set as a you know starting out as someone who lives in a you know on a on a Caribbean island or something and you get drawn into being a pirate for whatever reason and you could go off anywhere. I mean, it's amazing what you could do with the concept. Mm. Oh, that's a fire. That's, I'm surprised. Uh, effectively, that's um, Black Flag. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't start off as an assassin, you kind of become one through the story. Mm. Um but and there's a lot you can do with that kind of game. I don't know. I th I'm surprised there aren't any more pirate games it's, really. That sort of adventure and seafaring mechanic can be easily applied to lots of different games. Um Yeah. I mean they could do uh several sorts of games. They could do an Indiana Jones themed game with that sort of mechanic um, yeah or again you could just apply it to space it works it would work quite well as a space game um, would give you a bit more I mean it'd be something like Eve effectively Eve is is effectively a pirate game in space <coughs> it's very much it's very yeah much no it is game in space because you just you can't trust anyone in the game it's slightly uh, niche, unfortunately, though. 
Like I, I really like the idea yeah, of Eve, I, I, and I actually have a sub with it. I really but enjoyed, but there are other elements of it that just make it a very difficult game to play. And to get people involved well, yeah, as well, to get people on board. Because and... of the the nature of the game, is effectively a a permanent PvP environment. People can turn on each other in in seconds, and uh, part of it is the time is invested as well, because uh, skills train in real time. When you're not playing yeah. the game, your character yeah. is still leveling up skills that you've assigned to him to... Uh, <laughs> basically, you, you keep adding to the queue. So, um, once mm. the queue is full, you have to wait for some time to become available, but by then you'll have trained another skill, so you put another one in. So you just keep things ticking over. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a lot of time to invest in... If you want to be piloting the Titan-class ships, the big, the really big... Um, outer star system super carriers then you have to put a lot of time in or spend a lot of money on somebody else's account buying mm. a, a retiring characters or retiring players um, fleet yeah it is a lot of hard work to be honest Steve I mean I, I think that's the thing it's it's hard as well because as you get older you don't necessarily have as much time to put into yeah. stuff in that way, and also there's gate which is good well, and so. it's bad, I suppose. Uh, and what, also sorry? gate camping. Oh God, People yeah. Will sit there and uh, camp the hyper jump gates and blow you out of the sky unless you—they're basically holding you to the ransom. Give me your stuff or I'll blow your <laughs> ship up. Which is all right if you've got an entire Lovely. corporation of friends that play as well. So basically, some of the you basically everyone lines up on one side of the gate. They send one person in, and they get captured. And it's like, give us your stuff, or we'll blow you up. How about you give me your stuff, or this entire invasion force will kill you. <laughs> in fact, we might just kill you just for the fun of it. That's that's the Excellent. sort of thing that happens in Eve quite a lot. So someone will shoot <laughs> the wrong person, and a wall will break out. I mean, it does have some of the most amazing stories in any game. There's honest. some brilliant stories. Um, there's a story about how all the players got uh, very unhappy with the developers, and uh, basically they all invaded, like zero zero, the the like start world, or one of the main um, trade hubs or something, and it was just every ship in the game was there. Wow. Every player just locked on, and they were just. It was some kind of. Uh, they were either trying to blow up the space station, which is supposed to be near on impossible, uh, or they just decided <laughs> they were going to have a massive wall there. God. But uh, wow. I'm sure there's YouTube footage of of a lot of the battles on Eve, and some of them. It's a game where people invest a lot of time and. Um, effectively real money because you can buy time cards but you can sell time cards to other players for in-game money so it's a way mm. of gold, far uh, well, gold farming but of effectively um, creating revenue so you can buy these big ships um, some of the corporation wars involving the titan class ships rack up into the hundreds of thousands of dollars for all the ships that are involved if you, if you take up the t the total damage of that faction versus that faction. Yeah. 
It's, yeah, it's scary. It's Eve is is a very strange animal of its own creation. Yeah, it's very very niche well, they, really as well. The, the it's for got certain types of gamers. Specialists employed by the company so that the Eve economy doesn't get out of balance. They they have people watching the in-game economy. But yeah, yeah, it is unbelievable. It was unbelievable. fun while fun while I played it, but there's only so much spreadsheeting you can do while playing a game. Yeah, it's and I think the thing is, it's quite an old game as well. I mean, it still looks pretty damn good actually, but you have to be pretty. You can't really play it if if you're. How do I put it politely? If if you're if you're if you're not the brightest person, you're you're probably not going to enjoy it. The, um, yeah, you have to. There's a lot of things you need to be aware of, um, and you have to be incredibly patient in terms of learning yeah, the game. Like you got, it's one of the hardest to get at your yeah, head around. Yeah, you've also got to make sure you make the right choices with people you trust. Yeah. It's a great place to troll, yeah. though. Yeah, if you want to be a gate camper. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And on that note, I think we should probably probably yeah. end there. But yeah, I think this was probably... Uh, actually, it's probably about average length, this podcast, I'd oh. say. I wasn't actually keeping count. Sweet. No, I wasn't. I've just realised I just had a look at the, uh, at the recording thing. Yeah. Holy moly. Cool. Well, um, that's us for this week at the Wonky Gamer. Um, we'll be back next, well, in a couple of weeks. And you're probably all playing Zelda by now. And we're probably playing Zelda by now. You'll probably be playing I don't playing know, because it, right it's now. probably come out. Yeah, right now I'll be sat playing Zelda, I think. But not right now, but right now. Yes. Anyway, cool. But we should be back with everyone in a couple of weeks. So thank you for listening. I've been Steph. And we've got Mr. Dead. Bye. Goodbye and catch you in a bit.